You are listening to The Savage Podcast. Visit www.thesavagepodcast.net. Hey, Joe. Hey, Jay. So I walked into uh, the studio today, right? Yeah. And I was just curious what... uh, You had this vein. Mm. And I don't want to assume you're doing drugs or anything or strapping up or booting up or bootstrapping. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This vein was like... As thick as the average human cock. Mm -hmm. And it was pulsating. Yeah. And I was offended at first because it was pointing at me like, and I was like, easy, bro. Oh, that is that, is that a, is that Joe's vein? Yeah. Popping out of his everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) You were swinging this uh, cannonball sized object. All around the fucking room. Good thing this the ceilings here are fourteen feet high. In the low spots, um, what the fuck were you swinging? What was that? That was a kettlebell. I think I think we've talked about this before. Kettlebell. <clears throat> I handed you one, and you wiped your tears with it, and then threw it out the door. <laughs> You wiped your tears with it and then threw it out the door. Um, yeah. Yeah. On it. Okay. This is where I get my kettlebells from. I've had kettlebells fall apart. I've had them get destroyed. I'd had them wear and tear and fade and disintegrate. You have a pile of them in the corner. Yeah. I thought that was... That's my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. That's where uh, kettlebells go to retire. At yeah. least not the ones from on it. Right, no, the, you'll notice that there are no Onnit kettlebells in there. I did. And how can you tell it's an Onnit kettlebell? Well, because it's not just a round ball with a handle. Right. If you'll notice the one I was swinging mm-hmm. today, yeah, swinging from the hip, swinging from my hip bone, mm-hmm. that was the Cyclops. That's part of their Legend Bell series. I could, t- this, the, oh my God, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's, it's a gorgeous. Cyclops. Yeah. Um, Named after me, Legend Bell. Yeah. <clears throat> so they sent me that. Um, you want to talk about a complete, amazing, focused, high-intensity, slash cardio, slash strength training session? Did you just say that strength? I said that strength. You're going to want to use kettlebells, and you're going to want to get it from Onnit. That's O-N-N-I-T. Dot com. That's right. So let's just say people were, I don't know, on the Savage Podcast dot net. Okay. That's a good site. Where, uh, is there any way to get there? No. Just kidding. Yes. Uh, there are a bunch of fat, hot banners and portals there. All you got to do is click on one of the ones that say on it. Mm hmm. And it's going to take you right to on its site through our portal, which is the way that we prefer you do it. It kind of gives us a little, a little mild climax over here when you click on our portals, mm. right? Mm. Right. Someone just must have clicked. Yeah, uh, there it is. Ah, uh, there it is. There's another one. <laughs> Money in the bank. Um. Yeah. Go. Go to savage the savage podcast dot net, and that'll lead you right to onit.com and uh, order you some kettlebells. Because yeah. that's how you're going to get savage strong, ape strong, 
Mm. And you know what the most important thing about swinging kettlebells, eating nootropics, swallowing cordyceps, drinking that MCT oil? You know what you're doing every time you do that? What's that? You're upgrading your human fucking platform. And there it is. Boom. One, two, three. Karate. Yeah. Defense is my specialty. It looks like a sturgeon. Combat. Back off my dick. Sex. Don't think I won't slap you. The Jewish rainbow? You want a Snickers and chill? Mind control. Hey everyone, welcome to the Savage Podcast. Glad to have you, motherfuckers. Hey Joe. Hey Jay. So, we've been getting some questions about our ad spots in the beginning mm-hmm. of each episode. And um, I just wanted to be perfectly clear on a couple things. Okay. Um, I think I can speak for both Sav Joe and myself when I say that we take the time to show and display these products, right? Mm-hmm. Because we care about them and they care about us. Mm-hmm. Um, Onnit is a phenomenal company. The best. And when we ask you to go check out our website, the only reason that they're on our website is because we hand-selected them because we use the product and we're trying to pass on the benefits of upgrading your human platform. Yep. Yep. So I, I wanted to get that straight because a lot of people are like, oh, is that, are those even adverts? That's fun. Yeah. That's, well, yeah, it's fucking fun. It's supposed to be inspiring. Yeah. We're not like, I don't know if we're even, I don't even want to say the word advertising. I no. think we just want to spread the word. Right. Um, we've been using on it now for going over two years. Yeah. And once we got the podcast going, it was just like, this is something we, you know, just when we're walking down the street with our entourage of 60 security guards, um, we're protecting them. And when we're walking down the street, if I just see someone and I notice that they're, you know, maybe maybe they're moving slow, maybe they're jogging and it's like you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I always say, have you tried on it? If I yeah. see a fitness guy, have you tried on it at the boxing gym? Have you tried on it? This might up your game. That's yeah. all we're doing right now. Right. That's it. Another one is the uh, the Primal Blueprint. <gasps> Phenomenal. Right. I mean, we believe in that, right? I believe in it more than I believe in anything else. Yeah. Uh, we were just on the pl- the Primal Blueprint podcast. Yes, we were. We were guests. Yeah. We were guests. That was a f- that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we're. We're probably going to be, well, I don't think it's released yet. No. But keep your uh, eyes peeled, people. Um, we'll throw it up on the on the website. Yeah, that's a good idea. Check out, check that out when it's released. Check for updates uh, on the website for when that's going to be coming. Um, we have a, a super special guest today, and that's why I stopped when you pulled in mm-hmm. um, to the veranda. Yes. I stopped you. I called you on the cell phone. Well, you were at the head of the driveway, yeah, a mile away, and I said, "Jay, um, the, now you know my whole wall of my property. The whole I replaced all the rocks with kettlebells." Yes, and I said, "Jay, grab me six, seven of the largest kettlebells with your left hand, mm-hmm. 
and grab me about eight nine with your right mm-hmm. because we have a special guest today that we've had before. Yeah. And I just wanted to be surrounded by the implements that this guy is known for. Oh yes. I just wanted him everywhere. I'm mm. rubbing a I'm rubbing a ninety six pounder on me right now mm. like it's hot butter. Mm. Okay. As well as that kettlebell. You can drop the one between your pecs now. <laughs> Thank you. Um Keith Weber. Keith Weber is back. I love Keith Weber. Uh, he's probably my favorite Canadian. He is awesome. And that's saying a lot because I also like George St. Pierre. Yeah. But Keith is definitely number one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, fitness extraordinaire. Yeah. Shredded. Oh, my. You Drippy shredded? Drippy hot. Golden grams? Shit. Yeah. You could just pour milk on those abs and eat it for breakfast. Yeah. If you could get through it. Oh, my goodness. Could stop a bullet with his pectorals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a handsome man. Golden brown. Mm. Blonde. These are all things that are bad for you, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was anyone else, I'd say steer clear. Yeah. You know, but he happens to be a man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking great. It's always a great time talking to him. He's a friendly guy. He's super down to fucking earth. He's willing to share all of his secrets and advice and tips freely. Yeah, he's just one of the coolest, chillest, and passionate guys that we know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I can't wait to get him on. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. I wanted to uh, what we're going to I want to touch on something when he's cuz I know he's in Alberta. Yeah. And uh I wanted to talk about uh some bear safety with him. Mm. I'm sure he's seen his share of bear. Mm-hmm. Um I'm wondering if he was cornered by one. I'm going to ask him this if he would uh if he'd go toe to toe with it or if he'd outrun it or start uh, swinging them bells at it. Uh, I just want to hear what he has to say about it. Yeah. He's too peaceful. The bear would fucking... The bear's got its hands full with Keith. The bear would come up, sit next to him, and probably spark a joint. Now, I don't know if he smokes pot or no, not. No, no. But I'm pretty sure the bear would be like, oh, I love this guy. I don't know why yet. Yeah. But I fucking... Look, he's shredded. Yeah, drippy shredded. Yeah, the bear's yelling, come over here, family. To his cubs. Yeah, to his cubs. Yep. Meet Keith. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> right. Meet Keith. Yeah. Let him touch you and play with you, even in an aggressive manner. I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. I'm and, just going to hang. And neither are you, or I'm going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> to its own cubs. To its own cubs. Yeah. Mother bear. <laughs> so that's obviously the most important topic we're going to cover with Keith. Yeah. Bear safety. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just looking forward to it. When... Um, when I got this kettlebell, it, you know, one of the funny things here before before he's calling in shortly, <clears throat> one of the funny things is I was teaching someone the swing, the kettlebell swing, mm-hmm. and I gave him like a 16-pound kettlebell. Yeah. And it's awkward at first because you don't know really what you're doing. And one of the things that I noticed, another thing I want to touch on with Keith, is that for the swing, you almost want a heavier bell. Because you want the bell's weight to do the work when right. it goes back between your legs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the th- mistakes people make is, you know, for your cleans and your presses and your rows, yeah, you can keep it kind of light because those are heavy, those are lifting uh, movements that you don't want to go 
overpower and tear something because they are you are using everything at the same time you got to have a good grip on this bell because if you drop a 36 or 44 pound bell on yourself Mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna break yeah i'm talking about you now yeah it's gonna break and then your feelings are gonna be hurt but anybody else would probably really really damage Mm -hmm. but with the swing you almost want to go heavier so one of the things i talked with keith about uh texting no big deal um (laughs) was uh not being afraid to use different size kettlebells during your kettlebell workout. Sure. Okay, that have, makes sense. Have a couple different sizes around so that you can, okay, this exercise, this is all focused on my arm. Maybe I want to go 24 pounds. This swing, I want to rip it with a 62 pound. These upward rows, 44 pounds, and just vary it, you know? Right. And your whole body will just get stronger, and those weights will go up quick. Yeah. You know? It's pretty cool. Well, it almost makes sense, uh, according to physics, to use something a little bit heavier for a swing, because obviously with the swing, you're not supposed to tense everything up and and, and push it between your legs and then pull it out in front of you. You're supposed to e- extend where the weight's supposed to be and let it swing. Exactly. Let the bell do the work. Yeah. The momentum and uh, inertia. Inertia. And here he is. There he is. Let's do this. Keith Weber. Boom. From episode 22. <laughs> episode. <laughs> episode. Is that one of what? It, was it episode 22? Hang on, Keith. We'll be right there. Yes. Uh, Keith Weber was from episode 22. Wow. And we're at, and this is episode. 42, I think. Yeah. 20 episodes later and we're still... We're still here. There it is. Excellent. You are listening to The Savage Podcast. Visit www.thesavagepodcast.net. We're here with Keith Weber today. Everybody remembers him from episode 22, kettlebell specialist, um, owner and operator of Weber Physiotherapy, operating out of Red Deer, Alberta, our friend in Alberta, our favorite Canadian, by the way, Keith, you are, for sure. (laughs) Thank you. And that's saying a lot because we're huge George St. Pierre fans. What I wanted to touch on um, was your thoughts on diet, because we've gotten so much out of you from your functional fitness and your kettlebell workout videos, which are brutal. And I think diet is a huge, important part in being fit and looking the way that you want to look. I think people say it's like 80% diet, 20% exercise. Do you agree with that that uh, motto? What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because um, I guess I do and I don't. And I guess what I mean by that is, uh, okay, I'm sure that you guys have heard of these crazy people. Like really, uh, Jeff Wilser is one guy that comes to mind. Okay. And he was he was on a – I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's hilarious and he writes books. And I think he's like some sort of an editor-in-chief of Esquire magazine, something like that. But he's kind of has his finger on the pulse of pop culture. So what he decided to do a couple of years ago was go on a junk food diet for a long time, like eight weeks or 12 weeks or something like that, just to see what would happen. And uh, But what his what he did was he made sure that he followed the serving re- serving size recommendations on, on the packages. So if he had, uh, let's say he was allowing himself to have Oreos for breakfast, he would have the serving size, which I think is two Oreos or something, and then he would eat, you know, throughout the day. Uh, he explains it quite in detail in the book, but he didn't do anything really special. He just basically ate vegetables for a long time wow. and lived on processed foods. And at the end of the experiment, and I don't think he 
I don't know. He doesn't seem like a real workout guy to me. Like, I don't think he did anything on that end. He ended up losing 19 pounds or something like that. And he didn't get sick. He didn't, his life didn't, you know, become horrible. He just kind of ate junk food. And he said he was actually sick of junk food by the end. He was kind of, it was kind of nice to eat some real food, but he did eat a lot of processed food and, uh, you know, basically whatever you want, pizza, burgers, chips, chocolate bars. Wow. And, uh, He's, uh, so anyway, and there's a whole, I actually looked him up and I, I looked up, there's a whole bunch of different examples on the internet of people that have done this. There was even a, like a nutritionist, he's a researcher and that's what he does for a living. And he actually did a similar experiment on himself and found the same thing. So I think the takeaway from that is, and I wouldn't recommend anyone do that necessarily, especially if they are high intensity athlete, but sure. I think it, it does indicate that I think a lot of people would I think a lot of people for one would look a lot better and feel a lot better if they were leaner sure and I think a lot of people would be leaner if they maybe uh, gave up the six meal a day dream and just sort of ate when they're hungry again I don't want to sound facetious or anything but I think a lot of people they, they do focus on diet but I think they're missing the they forget that, yeah, you you know, you can eat really well and really healthy, but if you're eating too much, you're still not doing yourself a lot of good. So yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are. So you're, you're okay. So I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I think people generally eat too much. I don't think our bodies are programmed or wired to eat six meals a day. Um, I mean, there's certain athletes out there, you know, Ironman and... Uh, power lifters and stuff like that that I know need more calories than you know your average even your average fitness guy who's maybe working out five times a week but not doing anything that extreme but it seems like yeah. there is a tendency for people to overeat over here in the uh, over here in good old North America yeah so yeah, absolutely so with you because um, you're I mean uh, especially just visually, but you're just about as fit as they get. So when you, do you eat, you know, breakfast every day? Do you eat lunch every day, dinner every day? Or do you sometimes like skip meals? Yeah, like, especially breakfast. That's a meal that I often skip. Um, I just don't feel like eating in the morning sometimes. And, uh, and if I do wake up hungry, I'll usually eat. But typically, I I get up in the morning, I'll have a I'll drink a big liter of water. Sometimes I'll squeeze lemon into it. Sometimes I won't. It's, I just, but that's the first thing I do. I drink a, a big jar full of water and then, um, I'll have a cup of black coffee. And then usually like, I usually try to get my workout done in the morning because realistically, uh, I don't feel like doing it at night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will, I will work out at night if I have to, but I prefer to do it in the morning. It kind of sets my day off. Right. And then I'm usually hungry after I work out. So I'll have a small meal, uh, consisting of, you know, a protein and some sort of a vegetable. My wife's a vegetable fanatic. So there's always some sort of, uh, sulfurous smelling goop in the form of like some vegetable, like it's sort of a stir fried vegetable. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, she really likes your guys's podcast actually, by the way. So that's a huge compliment coming oh, from that's awesome. My, my wife actually, she has an excellent sense of humor. Oh, great. Uh, 
so I think train spotting when we first met was my litmus test to see if she was uh, someone I could love. So <laughs> she found that movie hilarious, so I knew that I could love her. So, well, that's yeah. great. Tell her we appreciate the listens. That's really awesome to hear. Yeah, people she, does. Love us. she thinks you guys are, are hilarious. So great. Uh, but yeah, she cooks a lot of vegetables because she follows the Ayurvedic medicine approach. So okay. they don't believe that raw is good at all because it's really hard for your body to break uh, this stuff down. So sure. if you want a lifetime of bloating and gas and poor digestion, uh, eating raw is the way to go. So I know there's a lot of people out there that probably love eating raw and it works for them, but uh, you know, according to this system, it, it is the way to go. So, And it is funny how subjective and individualized it is because I can tell you right now, although I do love raw vegetables, they do bloat me and they do they make me feel bloated. Like I want to, I want to say, yeah, I'm eating raw broccoli, but the truth is I can't. No. It's amazing how that works. Keith, I have a question. How, what's your, uh, what's your thought on like rice, potatoes, pasta, things Mm -hmm. like that? Well, I think of those as reward foods. So same with bread and, uh, yeah, bread, rice, pasta, potatoes, like yummy foods like that. I think, I like to use, if I'm, let's say I am, like on a week, I do a lot of, I'm I'm totally a weekend warrior, like I really indulge in my exercise addiction on weekends, so I'll usually for sure do something in the morning and then something later in the afternoon, and so on weekends I'll allow myself to have more carbohydrates like that, so uh, yeah, potatoes and rice, but like I know a lot of guys that I work with, some younger guys, everyone's trying to bulk up it seems, anyone in the age of in late teens or early twenties, they're just on this mission to bulk up. And so these guys are coming to work, but they want to be lean at the same time. So they're, they've had their small portion of protein and then they have their thing of rice and they're eating a lot of rice. Yeah. You know, and I think rice is fine, but it's, uh, again, it's, it's sugar. Your body doesn't know the difference between the sugar from that rice and the sugar from a donut. So I'm figuring I'll eat a donut. I mean, that tastes way better. That is an, dude, what you just said is an excellent point, and Jay and I have covered this before. Um, when people talk about, oh, that's natural sugar, oh, that's this, your your body produces insulin when sugar hits the bloodstream, end of story. Sugar is sugar so is sugar. So whether it's honey or 16 Oreos or, or a, a bag of rice, your body is going to say, oh, there's sugar in the system. So I agree with you there. That's That's a really, really good point. And since we're on the subject of rice, I have to throw this in as well, um, because my wife has uh, indoctrinated me into the Ayurvedic medicine thinking. But the whole wheat rice, uh, or the whole wheat, oh my God, the whole grain rice is uh, not as good as the white rice. No? And they believe that it's because the, the allergens are found in the hull of the, the grain. So uh, if you don't take that hull out, you're, you've got that irritant, that sort of slight uh, potential for uh, an autoimmune reaction or a, uh, you know, an, an, some sort of an insult to your digestive system. So uh, that's, that, that I found interesting. That's super interesting because Mark Sisson talks about how whole grains uh, contain what they call anti-nutrients and can really destroy the cilia in your digestive system, which is usually what leads to allergies and autoimmune diseases because your body, I don't know the exact science behind it, um, but I know that when you lose those cilia, your body has a hard time distinguishing between 
a protein molecule and a bacterial molecule, and it can it can make your body have an inflammatory response. Mm. So, and I think, yeah, that's, that's the, the predecessor to that whole leaky gut thing. Yeah. Yeah. The leaky gut syndrome. Yeah. So it's like having a zit on your intestine, intestinal wall because the cilia are, you know, basically trashed and it allows, there's an increased permeability. So yeah, your different molecules are slipping through the cracks and your body is yeah, there you're you're letting stuff get into your bloodstream that otherwise wouldn't get there. So it's uh, and I've heard. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. You've heard. Well, my wife is very big on leaky gut. I mean, if I hear that term one more time, I might. Uh, if I eat something bad like popcorn, oh, <laughs> uh, enjoy that leaky gut. You know, like it's because uh, <laughs> it's quite hilarious actually, and it's good because for me, like people say. Because I get this question a lot, like, yeah, you must have a really clean diet. Wow. And, I mean, honestly, in, I don't think it is because I I do treat myself on a daily basis. But I make sure I keep the treats small. Okay. And the treats depend on what I've earned, right? If I have like a really like, – let's say I did my first kettlebell video, I might give myself – like I don't count them, but I'll, I'll say, oh, I'm going to have some peanut M&Ms you know, later on. I'm going to – give myself a little bit of a reward. I won't eat them in that, you know, 20 minute glycogen window after the workout necessarily. I'll just sort of be aware that, you know what, I've earned some treats later on and I'm not going to go hog wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I find if I psychologically deprive myself of something, I want it even more and I'm more likely to binge. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, okay. So Keith, when you're out and about and, um, you know, someone other than your wife, like just some girl walking by and she's like, oh my God, look at this 400 pack this guy has. He's so hot. <laughs> Let me tell my girlfriends and she starts flirting with you. He's got to be 19. Yeah. Does your <laughs> wife ever jump in and just start saying stuff like, he looks like that because I cook for him, you dumb bitch. <laughs> does, she have, does she front like that? Uh, that doesn't usually happen although uh you know i wish it did no um, <laughs> we, we hide we're your, in canada we, we hide your light for that we hide oh. your picture from our girlfriends they're like who's keith weber and we show them a picture of this fat walmart greeter and yeah. be like it's no no big deal it's just this guy he doesn't sound like that <laughs> why does he sound like he has an eight pack <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> We, we understand it. I have to walk around in a disguise and a hamster ball because my girlfriend's like, you're too hot. Way too hot. You're way too hot to be out there right now. <laughs> Why is Jay touching you? Yeah. I, I don't want you to see Jay anymore. <laughs> so, man, what? I have an off-topic question. Jay and I were actually talking about this before you came on air. Being that you're in Alberta, yes, and I know you're in maybe... I don't know Red Deer specifically. I'm not sure about the geography, but I know that Alberta has a lot of big animals like bears and moose. <laughs> How far are you from like wilderness? We have, we're like living in wilderness. It's crazy. Like there's, my wife was attacked by a moose last year. She oh. says she was attacked. I think she's exaggerating, but she does have a picture of her hanging off the bridge and there's this mother moose looking at her threateningly. So. Oh man, I, I believe this to be true. Yeah, I believe that would definitely be good evidence. Um, <laughs> what what about what about bears? Mm. They're like where we live. We're sort of like right at the 
the base of the foothills before the we go into the Rockies. So we don't have a ton of bears around here, but about an hour's drive west, there's a lot of bears. Maybe not even an hour, maybe a half an hour. Now, are you getting where where that is, where you drive, um, do you get more of the brown bears or more of the black bears? Mostly black bears. Okay, well, that's good. Because we were, we, were yeah. ta- we were talking, Jay and I, and we were like, you know, he's done the Iron Man. He swings around kettlebells that I need a team of men to, to get into the room. And I'm just wondering if Keith Weber, because Jay and I are big on bear safety, if Keith Weber encounters a bear, one, do you think you could get away just based on your speed and probably really good tree climbing ability? Or two, <laughs> or two, do you feel confident enough that you could start swinging that kettlebell as a, as a, as a weapon of mass destruction? <laughs> Oh, you guys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I saw this video, Keith, uh, on YouTube. There was a guy, he's biking. I want to say it's Alberta. It might have been British Columbia, but he's biking. And he's got a GoPro on. And as he's going down the path, he's looking left and right and looking around at stuff. And suddenly he turns left, and there is a 800-pound brown bear charging him. So he starts speeding up. And he and he, that like horror that horror movie moment happens. He's biking down this path in the middle of the wilderness, and there is a giant branch in the middle of the path. Oh. So he's got to ditch his bike oh. and run off into the woods. And you, he hides behind a tree, and this bear stops right where his bike is and starts sniffing the air around. It's abs- It's terrifying, actually. It's because wow. <laughs> those things can run like thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, they're not slow. It's like, I, so what we were thinking is, is like if Keith lives up in the wilderness, I was wondering if you have, if you ever have to worry about shit like that. Um, not really, you know. And I did, I I tree planted for eight summers in, in northern BC. Okay, and so we saw black bears every day, okay. and they're like big dogs. Yeah, because they can't see very well, but they can smell really well. So. They're extremely smart, though. They're really, they must have really nimble claws and teeth because sometimes they would break into our lunch and they would eat the, like the mystery meat that we had in our sandwiches and leave <laughs> the white bread there. And, like they'd eat the lettuce and the tomato and the mystery meat and just leave the sandwich. There's like the paleo diet all over again. <laughs> they'd, they'd eat the desserts, though. They would eat the desserts and they would actually peel like the lemons and the grapefruit. It was amazing. Really, yeah, wow. they are nimble. Yeah. They are nimble, and they're they are highly intelligent. Yeah. So, and they are scared of humans. I mean, generally, they're they freak out when you uh, come across them. They usually turn and run. So, Keith, are you eating something right now? I, I was, but then I quit. What were you eating? Uh, what we, we want to know. Don't know. Don't apologize, <laughs> but I want to know. I. <laughs> I had a chocolate-covered almond. Candy bar! <laughs> <laughs> See, and people, you gotta, you got to realize Keith is a fitness guy, and there's proof you can, I mean, if you work hard, you can indulge. It's not like you can't have this or you can't have that. It's just about, like Keith says, you know, focusing on the quantity and not, not overdoing it. But while we're on that subject, Keith, just just let me, just tell me straight out, if I had a large pizza here, you know, a normal circular round eight-piece large pizza, and you were on an empty stomach, and you did, 
let's say kettlebell DVD one all the way through in the morning and it's two o'clock and you're hungry as fuck. How many pieces, <laughs> if you had to, how many pieces could you eat? A large pizza. Uh, if it was a good pizza, I could eat. I could eat at least three quarters of it. Whoa. There it is. Right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Especially if I had some beer to wash it down with. Yeah. Now, what's your, what's your beer of choice? Um, there's so many good beers in Canada. Yeah. I, that's for, I know that. But if I had, I mean, but I'd take a Miller Lite anytime. I oh, mean, the king of I beers. I don't mind Miller. <laughs> I like Miller Lite. I like Coors Banquet. Um, all of those. Do you like any? Light, lighter beers, hey? Pilsners and things. Okay. So no, like IPAs? I don't mind them once in a while. You know, if I if I want to nurse a beer for a long time, I'll get an IPA. But if I want to properly drink a six pack with friends, I'll uh, yeah, I'll have I something love, lighter. I love the way you just said that. I uh, proper yeah, you got a proper, proper yeah. Drinking. That's yes. that proper drinking. <laughs> so so it's during your week when you're eating because we've been getting a shit ton of questions about uh, actual diet and. Because, like you said, it's so individualized and so subjective to who you are. I know yeah. um, the medicine or the um, the way of life that your wife talks about. I actually have a book up about that. I have a book. I have a book about that, and it, I know there's different body types associated with yeah. that, right? Um, your, your dosha. Yeah. Right. So, what? Like, if you have chicken, and you're and you're trying to, you know, stay on point and stay. Eat, eat proper how much yeah. like how much chicken would you have like during a meal four ounces six ounces or like how much mm, that's a good question because i i did do a, a little experiment on myself not long after we spoke last time where i actually journaled my food and weighed it and, and measured it you, like four ounces is quite a bit yeah it, like, like i didn't realize it's like that's a quite a chunk yeah I, so I would say, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I, I don't know. I would say I, I would rather eat a small amount, like say two to three ounces, and then know that I'm not going to feel horrible for the next couple hours. And if I somehow get hungry, uh, I'm always erring on the side of eating less than more. So in two hours, let's say, oh, my God, I'm starving. I'll drink a liter of water. And if I'm still starving a half an hour later, then I'll eat. But if I if I'm not, I'll think, geez, you know, I really didn't need to eat. Crazy, right? And because I when I journaled the food, I realized it's really easy to take in three thousand calories a day without even trying. Yep, yep. Like super easy, and especially if you throw in a couple chocolate covered almonds or maybe a few potato chips or something, it's it's uh, it's not hard to do. So I try to, especially, yeah, I just feel better if I eat smaller portions of protein okay but i try to eat protein with every meal and that's something i learned when i was maybe 20 i remember going to the gym in college and there's a guy that stood out in the gym like a sore thumb he had that gap between your bicep and your elbow like you know he had the bicep came and then there was like a little line and then his other part of his arm started yeah so yeah <laughs> he had definition unlike the rest of us we were all kind of uh skinny fat guys right and, and i remember one day i and he worked out like a maniac he'd go in there in his base he was the coolest guy and i remember going up to him one day and i said uh excuse me um how did you get your arms to look like that with that gap there and he goes 
I eat protein with every meal. And then he went back to his set of preacher girls. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at the time, that's exactly what they said in Muscle and Fitness and Flex and all these other magazines that I was reading. But I never believed it because in school, that was back in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s. And they were telling us that, uh, you know, high carb, low fat, low protein is the way to go. It's the absolute best thing for you. Right. So that's how I was eating. I was eating a lot of carbs, hardly any protein. And I mean, fat was the devil. And uh, yeah, I, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed every night looking at my little kind of little rolls. Eh? I had kind of a body like David Spade. <laughs> so I, I took this guy's advice and literally within a few weeks like i i don't know if it was a placebo or my i didn't really change my workouts that much because i was working out hard i was doing all the right exercises you know squats and pull-ups and everything and uh yeah i actually people were actually asking me hey man what are you taking what are you doing and i was like i'm just eating protein with every meal like that guy <laughs> i've uh so that works for me, and I'm pretty sure it would work for a lot of people. I don't know. So I think with with that said, with having protein with a, a little bit of protein with every meal, how many, whether you want to do ounces or grams, how much protein do you have throughout the course of a normal day? You know what? After journaling it, I I would say somewhere between about a, a gram per pound of body weight. Oh wow, that's that's the rule of thumb if you want to put. Wow, muscle yeah, is about a gram. Okay, so and that's like on a good day where I'm like really focusing and I'm really trying to eat right and and eat enough protein. But I would say the minimum would be a gram per kilogram of body weight. Okay, so and how many how many grams of carbs you think you're bringing in on a normal day? And see, that's something I never calculate. Okay, uh, okay, like I, it'd be because carbs seem like they're harder to calculate because. Like there's the fibrous vegetable compared to the starchy vegetable. Right. I would say I would say not a ton. I mean, if you don't count the odd treat. Right. But right. I try to keep it low uh, because I mean it, we cook a lot of sweet potatoes and I don't really like them. No. And no. You don't like not, them? Not so much. Not oh, really. I love me a They're sweet okay. potato. I love me a sweet potato. <laughs> I really do. I I, I find. I mean, I love. I think I love potatoes in general. Shit, now that I think about it. <laughs> do you? When you? How do you feel about like um, almond butter? Again, that's a that's a, a slippery slope, right? Because I've got a guy at work that love this guy. He's great. He's a nice kid, and he's like, Keith, I want to be lean like you. I want to get ripped and. I'll catch him in the back eating these spoonfuls of almond butter. He's got this <laughs> almond cashew sunflower butter blend, right? Yeah, I know the one. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, man, like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I'm eating healthy fats. My trainer told me I, I won't burn fat unless I eat these healthy fats. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we all get enough healthy fat in our diet. If we're eating, If we're not eating a bunch of processed food, I don't think you have to add in gobs of it. Personally, right. I... I know, and I, my wife, and I take it for, this is the thing I was going to tell you guys. I do take a lot of things for granted because partly I've been doing this for so long and partly, uh, you know, my wife does cook with copious amounts of uh, coconut oil. We don't even have butter in our house. It's 
if you came over to my house for coffee and you wanted cream and sugar, I'm sorry. Like, I guess we'll have to run down to the corner store because my wife threw it all out. Okay, so. we'll take that as an invitation, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, so things, like I think for a lot of people, uh, if they were to really figure out what makes them feel good and what doesn't make them feel good, and then eat that way. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, for me, dairy, I love dairy. Like if I could live on, if I could eat pizza every day or if I could eat cheese and, and ice cream and things like that, I, I would probably, but it's like really upsets my digestion. Although I'll, you know, I'll take one for the team for a pizza. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cause I love it that much, but like Haagen-Dazs and things that, that kind of stuff doesn't even tempt me anymore. So, so I think taking dairy out of your diet typically, like if you cheat once in a while on a weekend or whatever, but like on a day-to-day basis, people take in so much dairy. It's insane. Like they people do. actually drink milk by the glass. Yeah. Like just like a glass. Like that's insane. Keith, that used to be me. I used to be able to pound, no joke, all 170 pounds of me. I could pound half half a bag or box or container of Oreos and one of those half <laughs> gallons of milk within an hour watching... Pink Floyd live at Pompeii blazed out of my mind, but I, I could do it. And that's probably why I look the way that I do today. This is why I'm playing catch up, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. People just drink. Yeah, the amount of dairy consumed is insane when you think about it. I mean, che- there's cheese and everything. There's, you know, whether, and there's some good ones. Like, do you, do you eat a lot of yogurt or anything? No, no. no? I, I, you know what? I, and no offense to the Dutch people out there, but I really think yogurt is a Dutch conspiracy. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it was invented in Holland, right? Yeah. And uh, so the the argument for yogurt is that it's got the healthy bacteria in it. Well, the last time I checked, yogurt was pasteurized. And yes, bacteria, the lactobacillus bacteria were used in the process of converting the milk sugar into this this substance that tastes i don't really like it and so i'm pretty sure those little bacteria are long gone they're dead their corpses might be in that yogurt but that's not going to populate your intestine with healthy bacteria it's too late the yogurt it's like beer it's like saying oh beer is full of probiotics or the the yeast in the beer is going to make me healthy well i think the beast is dead the yeast did its job it made that beer taste awesome now it's dead so that's what i think i think yogurt is just a another form of dairy that I don't think it has any health benefits. So, so you're saying, you're saying yogurt is just like a more fashionable, trendy form of dairy that people are. Yeah. You know what? I think I agree with you. That's interesting. It's an interesting thing. It really, yeah. Cause the whole probiotic thing, I mean, I get it, but you're, I mean, I can't, it can't be that easy to repopulate your stomach with good bacteria, you know, say after like a course of antibiotics, it can't, if that, if it was that easy, you just take it in a pill anyway. Well, and they've even like a lot of the studies showing where they're taking like the fecal transplants, right? They, you know, they're getting feces from people in Africa with like healthy stomach bacteria. They don't even take like they don't. They're having very marginal results with that, and that's like a direct implant of of healthy bacteria into your intestine. It's wow. So I don't think that. And I, trust me, we've spent. <laughs> My wife gives me a hard time about my spending habits. She spent a lot of money on this probiotic, and she's even got this stuff that I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. But she's got this <laughs> stuff that you put in water. 
that's supposed to uh, make it better, make it minerals, minerals. That's right. She's, okay. She spent like $60 on this bottle of liquid gold or something. It's called a liquid. And, uh, you don't so, think it, you yeah. don't think it works? No. <laughs> so she's spending all your money. Thank God that you don't need shirts. <laughs> you just walk around shirt. So I guess I guess that's the first thing out of the budget is shirts for Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, your your wife is emailing us right now about your comment. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just kidding. Um so um so our whole uh our whole idea for this month or theme that we're, we're really trying to push for all of our fans is to upgrade your human platform, right? So uh, what we're trying to do is we're, we're taking in a, a paleo concept and then, of course, a, a concept from from Keith Weber, you know, we're, we're from on it, from all these different great areas of the world, and we're trying to formulate something that people can hold on to and run with, with yeah. with with upgrading the human platform. So if another concept that we're going to have later on this month is um, reaching out to parents that have kids, let's say in high school and are teaching them how to work out or something about their health. Uh, Joe and I were talking briefly um, before the show, and then we'll probably talk about it next show, but things that we wish we knew when we were in high school, because we were always taught, you know, you got to eat a lot of carbs. You got to eat a lot of carbs, you know, just like you were taught. It was, it's the same thing. But then you look at the, the food pyramid and realize it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the food pyramid and the real pyramids yeah. are vastly different. Yeah. You, you want to talk about conspiracy? There's 12 grams of sugar in every glass of milk that someone drinks. Every time I read a food pyramid, I get fatter. Right. Just saying. So I guess my yeah. question to you is if, if you had something, like even if it's an idea, uh, words of encouragement, maybe even just I, Keith Weber wishes he know, wish he knew this back in high school or growing up before that perhaps because I started, Jesus, I started working out so young. You were working out in the womb, Jay. I, it was uh, ridiculous. Jay was doing that womb powerlifting. Yeah, I was, I was young when I started. but came out at four, <laughs> came out during the second trimester yeah. because he needed heavier weights. Yeah, driving a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> but what can you share, what can you share to our, our younger audience or to the parents of? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I would say if you can make the vegetables taste better, the kids will eat them. <laughs> That's um, a good point. I yeah. like that. You know, uh, and really emphasize vegetables. Like, yeah, like the, the whole pasta, rice. I mean, I think kids need, they have, they have higher energy needs than adults. But, you know, I think, yeah, like invert the food pyramid for your kids. Like give them some lean proteins and, and they don't need milk. Their bones are going to grow without milk. They don't need a lot of this other crap. And and try to try to teach them how to cook too. I wish I would have taught my son how to cook. He hates cooking just because I don't think he. It takes time and effort. So I love that. Teach him how to cook. I I like yeah. that a lot. Shit, never even thought of that. <laughs> so, yeah, what's up with the lie about milk and calcium? Yeah, that's well. 
and this is what I've heard recently, and I've heard it over and over again, so I think there might be some truth to it, but especially in northern hemispheres where we don't get as much sunlight as we need, yeah, the big osteoporosis epidemic isn't from uh, you know, the lack of milk and calcium. And, and people are taking all these calcium magnesium supplements. It's It really is a vitamin D problem. And they're, they're, there's a lot of epidemi- epidemiological studies saying that lack of vitamin D is like a real overlooked problem. It's just not sexy. It's just something that they like to talk about. But right, right. Uh, it's the root of a lot of a lot of autoimmune type stuff, a lot of problems that we see in our uh, North American society. So yeah, um, I, I think I agree with you. I do. I, it's so weird to me that there's we're the only species that drinks another species milk into yeah. our, into our adult years. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Like it's yeah, just I mean, it's just a weird thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, I wouldn't say it's it's unique to the Western world. I don't think they drink milk in China. I don't think they, so either. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's part of their and they and that's the other interesting thing. If you look at the Chinese, they don't eat brown, brown rice. The East Indians they don't eat whole grain naan bread or naan. It's not naan bread. It's naan. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's all these different things that we're finding out now uh, that they've been doing for centuries in some of these older cultures. Um, they're scientifically starting to show that this is why they they do it. This is actually for their health. So, and these are these are long lived healthy cultures. Generally, when you're talking about you know Asians and Indians, they tend to live pretty long and they tend to be pretty healthy. Right. It's almost like yeah. we're the social experiment. Because it, it's like, oh, I got this new thing. You got to try it. Everyone gets addicted to it. Yeah. And now it's it's, it's healthy. Yeah. The government just told me it's healthy, so I, I need more bread and I need more goddamn. I can't milk. believe we're still falling for it, though. Yeah. Right. Isn't it fucked up? Yeah. I still see people chowing down whole grain bread and going, "This is good for my heart." It says so on the package. It, there's a picture of a heart right on it. <laughs> it has the number seven. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I just well, it's the same as uh, as pharmaceuticals as well. Oh, because yeah. Because the government oh. says it's okay. Like it's actually trendy oh. to kind of need Viagra. Yeah. What, it seems like it. Yeah. What is that? I don't understand that. I don't get yeah, it. I don't either. It's it's okay. It's okay if you're unhealthy because everyone is. So look at how healthy these people look because they take this pill. And yeah. it's hilarious when they list the side effects or don't take if you oh. have this and this and this. And you'd think people would, but people don't want to take personal, most people don't want to take personal responsibility. I think people that are listening to your podcast do, and they're free thinkers, and they like this kind of stuff. But like the average person, because you guys probably hang out with a lot of people that are think like you do, and, and that's the kind of tribe that you hang with. But uh, the, the by and large, the, the average North American, this isn't even on their radar screen. Like they eat for fun all the time. Like uh, yeah. I admit to eating for fun, but... That's their whole life. They even think if they're eating healthy, it's because they had like the low-fat yogurt with the whole grain bread and the low-fat cheese. Like that's healthy. I'm eating a clean diet. You know, it's funny that you say that, Keith, because I remember I was at a gluten-free restaurant and I I went there just because uh, my girlfriend, she gets bothered by excess amount of glutens. But it's so fucked up because the majority of people in that fucking restaurant are immensely overweight. And I feel like they're going there because they think they're going to get thin eating gluten-free or thin because they're eating organic. And it's just, it's like, 
you got to do the other stuff too. You can't just walk in 400 pounds, eat gluten-free, and think that you're going to look like, you know, Marissa Tomei when you walk out. It's not going to work like that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though. But it's like people find this trend. Like they're like, oh, I eat organic. Yeah, you're still eating 4,000 calories a day and watching television. You're still, you're still fat. <laughs> I mean, it's just not to shame fat people, but absolutely to shame fat people. I mean, you're nobody made you eat that stuff. This is the Savage Podcast. <laughs> www.thesavagepodcast.net. Yeah, and we're on with we're on with the man right now, Keith Weber. Dude, I, I gotta... I'm still laughing about the Marissa Tomei. I, mean, <laughs> I thought I was the only one that loved her. <laughs> you know what's? This is the funny thing, and I'm I, and I haven't asked her why, although I I know she saw a picture of you, so that might have something to do with it. But my mother, who generally has a lot of disdain for this podcast because of the frequency of words like fuck, titty, and nipple, <laughs> um, loved the podcast with you. That's the only one she liked. It was the only oh one. God. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Ma, what's the deal? And she's like, oh, he just sounds nice. Yeah, she's got a fucking eight by ten of your abs next to the bedstand. <laughs> Is that what she was listening to when I walked in? Yeah. I walked into the to the parents' house. Yeah. And she was smiling. Yeah. She was sitting and listening to something on her headphones, smiling, and I'm like And my and my mom's old school, so she says things that, you know, kind of show her true colors. Like she'll say things like, Oh, he that Keith Weber, he's such a nice man. Well, I know what she's thinking. Yeah. You're not fooling me. Hot fucking abs. <laughs> Hot. Hot. Dude, let me ask you a question because I, I saw a picture of you next to him after the podcast and I know we've we've talked about your podcast with Joe Rogan, but how is he a is he jacked? Is he a big thick dude or does it just look like that in his pictures? <laughs> no, he is. He's he is one of those people that you know if you touched him, it just would be solid. Even if he's not flexing, he's just like packed solid. He's just a soft tissue. Yeah. Lean tissue. Lean tissue. Yeah. He's... Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> it was neat when I first met him because I got picked up by this Russian guy with this, I felt like a secret service, service agent. Cause I got, we rented a house in Venice and then he, uh, this big black Escalade pulled up and I thought, Hey, that must be my ride. So, so then we drove into uh sort of Hollywood area into like a sort of a strip mall. Uh, well, not a strip mall, but like an industrial park, right? Oh. With these sort of nondescript buildings with no signs on them, just with all glass and okay. concrete. And and uh, he goes, uh, Joe, Joe should be here any minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's he's usually right on time. He should be. And then, uh, sure enough, this sweet Beamer pulls into the parking lot, music yeah. blasting, yeah. and out comes Joe Rogan. I'm just like, this has got to be a dream. I can't <laughs> believe it. And he gets out, grabs his gym bag out of the trunk, and dude, like just like he is, like just a real awesome guy. Yeah, he, he is. He is a pretty man. Yeah, he's definitely a cool dude. So that's how we're gonna get more guests. Yeah, is we're gonna hire Yergi. <laughs> And have him drive around in this giant Escalade, just picking picking the stars up. Picking, yeah. 
<laughs> we don't, get in. We don't have anything like that here yet. Uh, yeah. We have a small. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have Uber. We have a small. <laughs> we have a small Syrian guy on a bike. Yeah, and he's pushing it. <laughs> he's pushing it. Oh my god! Because <laughs> the chains broke. <laughs> we gave him a bike without a without a working chain. Yeah. But he'll point you to the studio yeah. all day. He'll point you right to yeah. the front door. Doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> All right, Keith, we got some uh, we got some fan questions for you here. Um, this one comes from Melissa from Iowa. Well, first of all, Melissa, get the fuck out of Iowa. Who the fuck lives in Iowa? Mm-hmm. It's, a sh- it's a shit state, and I don't mind saying it. Population one. Population Melissa. <laughs> uh, Keith, when you do your when you do your own DVD workout, what size kettlebell do you use? Mm. I do get that question a lot. I, and I do use a 20 kilogram. That's my, for me, that's the perfect weight for, it's the perfect bridge between so heavy that I can't do all 10 reps. And for some reason I chose 10 reps. I just like the sound of the number. It's kind of, maybe it's from my high school days where we were told to do three sets of 10 for everything. Um, no, I think there's something about the 10 reps with kettlebells that just, it's, it's enough that it brings you to your maximum and it's, it's, uh, I just feel like if you're going heavy, maybe do five reps, but if you're trying to get a really good cardiovascular workout. I think that one side of your body can take 10 reps before you switch sides and do the other. But, uh, yeah, I've always used a 20 kilogram. Um, I just find that 16 is just a, I can get away with too much. I don't have to be as tight. I don't have to tense up my core. I don't have to keep my lats tight. I can just sort of kind of perch it there and balance it. And it's just, I don't find it kicks my asses effectively. And I find the 24, uh, if I have the reps on my video, I can get a terrific workout that way. And if I'm trying to get in better shape or throw a shock to my body, I will certainly use the 24. They've got 22 kilogram ones now. now and those are kind of a nice, uh, nice weight, but now, I don't think I could do the whole video with a 22 kilogram. Yet, yeah. So. Nice midway. Um, Keith, do you use on it? Um, do you use on kettlebells or do you have your own or what? what do you have a preference? I do have a couple on it kettlebells because we go south in the summer. So I've had a few ship to, we go to Idaho for water skiing vacation. So oh, beautiful cool. state, beautiful state. Yeah. So, but I do have an assortment of different brands of kettlebells. I do have a few dragon door ones, mostly because, uh, there was a guy in the local area that had, I don't know how many, he must have gotten a truckload shipped up and he was selling them for a great price. And, and they are beautiful kettlebells as well. But the the rogue kettlebells from Onnit or, or the Onnit kettlebells are, they're just, they're beautiful. They really, they really are. are a work of art. Now, just for our American listeners, uh, 20 kilograms is Canadian for what, about 44 pounds? Yeah, yeah, okay. forty-four pounds. Now, I, I that's funny because I have one of the, um, on its legend bells. It's a twenty-kilogram, forty-four-pound cyclops, and I cannot do. Now, I've been doing kettlebells for about two years now, and I did have a personal trainer, so I I know I do everything right. I can't do uh, either of the seven workouts in extreme kettlebell cardio one with just that bell. When it comes to um, windmills, I have to switch to something slightly less. And uh, what the oh you know what kicks my ass, dude? On um, the squat kicks. I oh I, my god. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think those would be as because my squat is really good. I can squat a lot of weight. I do probably about 150 air squats randomly throughout the day. 
which people find weird, especially in the middle of a Walgreens, but no big deal. But that squat kick going down and then kicking and then that, that kettlebell on your right side is putting all the weight there. It's, that is brutal. And it's even br- more brutal because then it's followed by the squat lunges and the fucking the military lunges. Or what, what do you call those where you step back and put it between your legs? Oh, the, oh, the tactical lunges. Tactical lunges. <laughs> I fuck, Damn. Dude, upper body blast is great. The man maker, great. I think that's what I'm talking The lower body one is the one that zaps me. So I'll try to I'll I'll take one and do one a day with a heavy bell, and then every once in a while, I'll think that I'm you know king shit, and I'll go, you know what I'm gonna do all seven in one day, and I'm just gonna put put Keith on and try and blast through it. I would be fine if it wasn't for the fucking the squat kicks, the squat lunges, <laughs> that shit kills me. And how and when when you do it, you said. When you were doing your lunges in that video, you go, I've got the benefits of sand. I don't think that's a benefit. I'm, th- I'm, I'm working no. on a nice flat surface, and I'm going, if I was in sand right now, I'd be fuck sauce for sure. There's no way. <laughs> that's, I mean, really. And what, what size bell is that in that video? Is that a, is that a 20 kilogram? Yeah. Dude, that's impressive. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. That's impressive. That really is impressive. Like, that's... You got to, it's not just how strong you are, but your technique, like I've had people like my kettlebell trainer, Mandy, I've had her watch your video. Your, your fucking form is redonkulous. And I like when you turn to the side (laughs) and not for sexual reasons, but completely for sexual reasons. Um, When you turn to the side and show how, um, because I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't lock their lats down when they're doing stuff. They don't hinge properly i think i see a lot of people when i when i try to teach them not that i'm a fucking trainer anybody out there yeah but when i when i you know friends and my girlfriend when i try to teach them the swing the first thing they want to do is bend their knees and the but they're not they're not hinging properly you know and it's like Mm -hmm. you can really see that in your video i mean it's it's pretty sweet to watch, and the, but then I then I tell my girlfriend to avert her eyes, don't, and I tell her, don't you dare, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't you look at him like don't. that. Don't. <laughs> well, that's awesome. My my wife, that was her idea to have me turn to the side. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I remember when we filmed it. She was like, turn to the side so people can see the difference. And I was like, at the time, I was like grouchy because you know it was day two and yeah, we yeah, I was on the time deadline and. But I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her go too far with that. If she says, turn to the side, and then says something like, put on this cat suit. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Um, okay, I got one more question for you, Keith, and then we're we're close to we've taken up almost an hour of your time, which we wow. we really appreciate. Okay, this comes from Jimmy. In Florida, Jay, you found this one. Yeah, I thought this one was pretty damn interesting. Mm-hmm. Keith, I know you primarily work with kettlebells, but how much can you bench press? I'm guessing oh, he's geez. asking your one rep max, if you could. <sighs> yeah, I hate to admit it, my bench press has never been a strong suit. But I made a promise to myself a long time ago to never let myself get so because I did. When I went through my Ironman phase, 
I got to the point where 135 was difficult. I remember even squatting with 135 after I did my first Ironman in 2010. It hurt because my I didn't have a lot of muscle in my shoulders, so it, the bar was pushing on my like little bony shoulder blades. And I remember thinking, I'm never going to let myself get like this again. Like, and uh, so I make sure that I have a couple gold standards that I maintain no matter what. So I I want to be able to do 10 reps with 225 on the squat bar uh, without grunting and groaning and using a belt or knee wraps just sort of do 10 nice clean reps and i i won't be able to do at least 185 for bench uh for a one rep like in a nice rep where i'm not where i'm bouncing it off my chest and caving myself in. keith is this in pounds or kilo, kilograms oh in pounds yeah so okay. i'm not a good bencher like, okay okay so i got <laughs> i got really nervous that you were putting up 225 kilograms yeah I was I was about to quit. I was about to quit fitness. <laughs> wow. No, I am. I, and that's what drew me to kettlebells. I think in the first place, and and even to weight. Always been very stubborn and very. I like things that are hard for me, and weights don't come naturally to me. Like I'm not a really naturally strong person. Uh, so. I think that's what made me excited about it in the first place. It, it was always a challenge, and it still is for me to be to be strong and to be fit. It's I can run like I could probably, if I wanted to really focus on marathons, I could be a a good marathon runner. But um, I've I've always found that the weight training and the resistance training makes me feel better than anything else. It feels like it's the foundational part of my training. So. On, on running, I have a quick question for you before we go. I, I just wanted to know, what's the most miles you've run in one day? Oh, um, I think probably just a marathon. Which is 23? 26? 26. Yeah, 26. Yeah, I think that's the furthest I've ever ran all in one oh, shot. So that's all. <laughs> so that's all, everybody. Just 26 miles, which is farther than most people drive in their car right. in a given day. Um when you when you're running a marathon or a half marathon, whatever it is, what's your uh, do you know what you're pacing your miles at? Mm. Is it eight minute miles, nine minute miles? Okay, yeah, let me convert here because um, we always do everything in kilometers, right? So uh, right, I would say um, okay for a half marathon, I'm looking at at least a seven minute mile. Wow, like seven minute mile or quicker. Wow. Um. And Damn. then for a full, we're looking at about an eight-minute mile. That's f- <laughs> shit. It's still yeah, damn good pace. Wow. Yeah. When I do three miles, I try to go for seven minute. I try to do sub twenty-one on three miles, and it's mm-hmm. very difficult. But you know what, Keith? How tall are you? About five ten. Oh, oh, you're a, you're a tall drink of water. <laughs> Wait. So how tall is Rogan? He's. Five, he's got to be 5'7". Oh, he's my height. See, Jay, there's hope. There's I, hope. I can be it. famous. <laughs> I can be fa- there, You do not have to be this tall to ride this ride. Hmm. Um, oh, no, he's not a like he's not a very tall guy. Wow. Um, that makes me happy. <laughs> You're five- when he does the podcast, he, he, I don't know if he does this with all his guests, but I'm pretty sure he does. He's sitting in this really nice, comfy, high chair. I mean, it's his podcast. He deserves it. And you get to sit in a piece of shit rickety little <laughs> like one of those <laughs> and you're like he's looking down at you the whole yeah. time just with Cheshire hat and he's just oh, he's such a great guy it's a it's so. a position of dominance yeah 
camera positioning. Joe is definitely an alpha. He's an alpha male. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking about myself in the third person. No big deal. Joe Rogan is too, though. Um, <laughs> dude, Keith, again, man, we love having you on. If yes. I could have you on every month, I would. <laughs> really, it is really a pleasure talking to you, and I know all of our fans like you. And I got to tell you, no bullshit, uh, we have gotten emails from fans who have picked up your DVD or have asked me personally, can you show me some of these kettlebell workouts? And I always I always steer them towards your, your YouTube channel so that they can do it easily. Thank you. Yeah, I got a bunch of people who actually, because of that episode that we did and knowing what I do, that they're they're highly interested in kettlebells and functional training. So thank you from me and from our listeners, and thank you for being an awesome guest as always. I will come on your show whenever you want. I really love talking to you guys, and uh, I can't thank you enough for having me. Absolutely, Keith, man. (laughs) Thanks a bunch, uh, and peace out from the Savage Podcast. You too, guys. See you, Keith. Take care. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Fucking Eddie. Somebody called him, Eddie. This judge should have never let them go. Because this record shows two savages that'll leave you breathing bandages from head to toe. Okay. Yo, I got I gotta finish lighting this dude while I'm going right now. Alright, yeah, give me a call. Alright, peace, man. They're like a rush and a fucking headache. They're off their meds and the judge should have never let them go. It's sex and mind control, cause this record shows two savages that'll leave you bruised in bandages from head to toe. Get ready for combat, cause they're on a mission, like a junkie seeking a public assistance card. Cause the competition blows harder than Sav J when he has to start his car. They're on fire, huffing their own fumes. These motherfuckers have seen more shit than Sav Joe sitting on the can, having diarrhea after a handful of mushrooms. Fired the last in turn they tried to get ahead guess it sucks to be you kids forget what your parents said play with knives get to the point we'll cut your wrist too the savage podcast cutting out coke oh me oh my is this what it means to od online you are listening to the savage podcast visit www.thesavagepodcast.net